Hello, podcast listeners. It's the Brendan Brown's Collections of Facts and Theories podcast show. And I know I was supposed to be doing the Book of Ruth, but that might be postponed because last night I heard that the MB has got postponed and um, that now NBA players are trying to protest for Jacob Blake after the, the guy got shot which I'll tell you right now for a brief time. Jacob Blake was a black man who got shot seven times by a police officer and is now, I think, paralyzed, I believe, what the news said. And um, ever since last night, because I'm an NBA fan anyway, um, I saw that they said that they all, you know, didn't want to play no games, and it all started with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I said, wow, so that means our Clippers aren't playing? So nobody was playing, and I realized, oh, yeah, the Clippers aren't playing because it said it was postponed because... They wanted to um, protest, and then they had a vote yesterday, and most of the votes said that they don't want to have no more playoff games. And then, now this morning, the vote was on rather the playoffs should continue, but still be postponed. And they said yes. Most of the votes said yes. So we will be having the playoffs, but we'll be doing more protesting soon. And I just heard from um, the Flight Mike, his YouTube channel, which you can look at, I heard that he um, said that, Adam Silver, which is the commissioner of the NBA, actually agreed on protesting with the NBA players. And he says that the games will be postponed till further notice. So, like how Flight Mike did say, it is something because now that Adam Silver is actually, they're going to realize that Adam Silver is actually a good commissioner that he actually wants to help out with the NBA. And um, last night they did show Kenny Smith, you know, left off. And he left off to go, you know, help the players and help protest so yeah they help protest and then um another thing is is that we already heard what happened two days ago and i made a podcast on that about doc rivers a brief podcast episode about doc rivers you know with the um excuse me with the talk about racism and how us as african-americans are still dealing with this right now and not just us African Americans, but other races as well. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah, so that's why I decided to make a podcast episode about what's going on in the world now. Because you know I'm I'm a person who who talks about everything. I don't just sit there and act like nothing happens. I'm gonna say anything. Yeah, I don't care for the curse, I'm gonna say anything because I y'all already know when I season when I premiered for season two of this podcast show in podcast series, you know I premiered season two of the George Floyd. So now I'm gonna do um what's his name? Jacob Blake. And I'm gonna just um well not talk about Jacob Blake, but I'm just gonna talk about what's occurring now post George Floyd's death and post Jacob Blake prior to now. And um Yeah. So Book of Ruth chapter four, that'll be postponed. So it won't be released until further notice. I don't know when I might release it because guess what? I'm still working on this Black Lives Matter type episode project that I'm doing right now. I'm not even going to work a week. I'm just going to work on it today. And this is just my introduction I'm doing right now. So in about a few minutes, not a few minutes, to you guys, it should just be at least like one second. And this will transition to the real, you know, the real um, episode part, because this is just the introduction I'm talking about, so, as of, as of recording to this, um, introduction, I'm actually working on it, but, 
you know, once you already get to the transition or already transition to what I have already finished on my work, which I'll be finished to. But, um, yeah. Today, this episode is just mainly going to be about what's going on now. And I'm going to use a scripture from the Bible to show, you know, proof of how we should all treat each other the same. But you will get to that once and I'll talk about it. So, moving on to the next part of this episode. Alrighty, podcast listeners, this is the next session of our podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about Black Lives Matter. And I'm going to peacefully protest by using the Bible and the scriptures. And then I'm going to talk about, maybe, probably be brief or maybe a little bit long, talking about what what is happening right now with all these things that are going on. And basically, mainly I'm going to really talk about what I read through this little paper and through the book of Matthew. And I'll be describing through the scriptures. So first of all, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning, God. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us see another day, Lord God. Lord God, I ask Jesus as we come to see this new day, God, help me, God, to have the Holy Spirit to come inside me and use me to read the word the right way and to teach my podcast listeners what it is the right way of how to treat a black man, how to treat people of different races as well, God. Lord Jesus, I ask you, God, to continue to just cover them under your blood, cover me under your blood, God, cover this whole nation under your blood, God, and cover the whole globe under your blood, God. Lord God, as I do this word, I bind up anything in the blood of Jesus, God, and ask you, God, to send it back to the pits of where it came from, God. And God, I ask Jesus that I just continue to do a wonderful job of doing this. I mean, I have the gift of wisdom and the spirit of discernment to say the right things to my listeners. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so where I'm going to start today is with be mature. Okay, be mature. People are the basis of God's plan and not on the basis of human mercy or racial social status. A class church is not a church that magnifies the grace of God. When he died, Jesus broke down the wall that separated Jews and Gentiles. But in his birth and life, Jesus broke down walls between rich and poor, young and old, educated and uneducated. It's wrong for us to build those walls again. We cannot rebuild them if we believe in grace of God. The Word of God. This will be taking place chapter 2. Verse 11 through 18. I believe this is Matthew, if I'm not mistaken. It says, The Word of God. This is the title. In recent years, believers have raged battles over the inspiration and authority of the Word of God. Certainly, it is a good thing to defend the truth of God's Word, but we must never forget that our lives and ministries are the best defense. D.L. Moody often said, Every Bible should be bound in shoe leather. James reached back into the Old Testament for one of God's laws. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. In his parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus told us that our neighbor is anyone who needs our help. It is not a matter of geography, but opportunity that the important question is not who is my neighbor, but to whom can I be a neighbor? Which is meant saying that what Jesus meant as in not matter of geography, he mean 
it doesn't matter if it's your next door neighbor. It's not just your next door neighbor that you should love. You should love everybody. And this is where this is this is where the racial stuff come into right here. We need to love everyone the same. Everyone is the same. We're all human beings. No matter what different skin tones we got, we're all the same. We should love each other the same. Love each other as thy neighbor. Love thyself. And as well, love thy neighbor as you love thyself. So, love your neighbor. Okay, moving on to the next paragraph. Why is love thy neighbor called the royal law? For one thing, it was given by the king. God the Father give it, gave it in law, excuse me. And God the Son referred to his disciples in John 13, 34. God the Spirit fills our hearts with God's love and expects us to share it with others, Romans 5, 5. True believers are taught of God to love one another. First, the Thessalonians 4 and 9. But love thy neighbor is the royal law for a second reason. It rules all the other laws. Love is the fulfilling of the law, Romans 13.10. There would be no need for thousands of complex laws if each citizen truly loved his neighbors. But the main reason why this is a royal law is that obeying it makes you a king. Hatred makes a person a slave, but love sets us free from selfishness and enables us to reign like kings. Love enables us to obey the word of God and treat people as God commanded us to do. We obey his law, not out of fear, but of love. So what this is saying, this whole paragraph is saying that we should love each other. And this that's what my main topic is. I'm not protesting peacefully in a way. I'm protesting peacefully for love. I'm protesting peacefully so that all of us should love each other, including us Christians. We gotta love each other. Any race, I mean, it doesn't matter what race it is, we gotta love each other. We gotta be together. And this is my way of peacefully protesting to you guys on my podcast. We all, well, not guys, guys and gals, we all need to love each other. Because Christ, that's not, it's Christ like to love each other. But hating each other, it's not Christ like. So, we got to remember that. We got to love each other. We got to take care of each other. We got to watch over each other. We got to do what is best for our nation. And we have to love this nation. We have to love the people in this nation, no matter what skin tone. We have to love them because this is what Christ wants us to do. And any of you people who don't believe in Christ, you don't have to listen to this episode. You can leave because this is mainly for the people of Christ and for people who are trying to protest peacefully, and they can listen to this episode today. Okay, I'm going back to the next, not going back, excuse me, I'm going to the next paragraph. Showing respect of persons can lead a person into disobeying all God's law. Take any of the Ten Commandments and you will find ways of breaking it if you respect a person's social or financial status. So, again bringing it back. This ain't even racism. This just everything in one set. It says, if you respect a person's social or financial status, you are breaking the ways of God. So, if you're saying, oh, for example, oh, John is rich. I'm a, I trust John, but I'm not going to trust um, 
Jack because Jack lives in the ghetto. John lives in a rich neighborhood. I would trust John. So you're going to trust John? I mean, you're going to trust John because he lives in a rich neighborhood? That's crazy. You should trust both of them the same. Because John is a normal human being just, I mean, excuse me, Jack is just a normal human being just like John. So you shouldn't act stupid with John, I mean Jack, and be with John more than Jack. That's stupid. Be with them both together. And he even said further on at the beginning, it said, Jesus broke down all between rich and poor, young and old, educated and uneducated. So God wanted us to come together. He broke that wall between them Jews and Gentiles so that everyone can be together as one. And that's how this nation should be. We should be together as one. Because we are a nation. We're the, we're the United States of America. We're supposed to be doing better than all these other nations. Because we're supposed to be a good example for the rest of other countries around the whole earth. Back to the um, paragraph. Respect of persons could make you lie. For example, it could lead to adultery, getting money out of the rich, or even mistreat of mistreatment, excuse me, of one's parents. Once we start acting on the basis of respecting persons and rejecting God's word, we are guilty, we are heading for trouble, and we need to break all of God's laws to be guilty. There is only one lawgiver, and all of his loves are from his mind and heart. If I disobey one law, I am capable of disobeying all of them, and by rebelling, I have already done so. So, back to that, that says, if I disobey one law, I am capable of disobeying all of them. So, it's not saying that you will do all laws, it's just saying you could be capable if you disobey one law of the Lord. So, for example, if I'm saying there's five rules in the house you gotta do, the five rules are make sure your room's clean, make sure the sink's clean, make sure the, um, the rug is clean, make sure the chairs are sit upright, and make sure the floor is mopped. If you miss out on one of those stuff and you don't do one of those stuff, guess what? You could be capable of doing the rest. I'm not doing the rest of them because of your laziness and your ignorance. But if you do one of the chores, then you'll be capable of doing all of them and that will be good because now you're done with all the chores. But if you miss one chore and be disobedient to your parents and don't do that one chore and then you start getting lazy and not doing the rest, you're going to have bad consequences. Just like if you did something good, you get good consequences. So if you did all the chores, you get good consequences. If you don't do all the chores, you get bad consequences. That's just how it works in life. And that's how it works through God as well. You don't respect God, God disrespects you. You respect God, God respects you back. That's the type of God we have, and that's a wonderful thing that if we respect him, he respects us. And it's so sad that we don't try to, you know, put him in everything. It's so sad we don't put him in everything because he made us, he created us, he made this world. He's the reason why some of these people are successful, these actors, these CEOs, and everybody. And they're not even mentioning them. And then some people might just say, oh, I believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus. And that's crazy. You should believe in Jesus because the only way to get to God is through his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior of Nazareth. <laughs> okay, moving on to the next paragraph. Christian law does not mean that I must like a person and agree with him on everything. I may not like his vocabulary or his habits, and I may not want him for an intimate friend. 
Christian loves means treating others the way God has treated me. So, like how it says, it says, I may not like his vocabulary or his habits, but it says, Christian loves means treating others the way God has treated me. So, no matter how they act, I don't care. And this is just saying to the people on not being rude and on not being offensive. But people who are saying, and I'm not going to just put one race in it because other races probably do this too, but people who say that black people don't got good vocabulary, um, they're ghetto, they're stupid, they sag their pants, they do this and that, they're dogs, they're gangsters, their stuff, that don't matter nothing. If they come to your church with a saggy pants, oh well, be grateful they won't learn the word. Because it says, Christian love means treating others the way God has treated me. Christian love does not mean that I must like a person and agree with him on everything. So you got to remember that too. You don't got to always agree with that person because that's not what Christian love is. Sometimes you might want your opinion. Sometimes you want your opinion. But when it comes to the racial thing, like what I just said about, you know, hating on people, you shouldn't be hating on people. That's not Christ-like. You should love everybody, no matter what their skin tone is, no matter what their vocabulary is, no matter the way they dress. That's just them. That's their opinion. Just, But just be grateful that they want to learn Christ and not just even with Christ, just in real life. Even if they hop in the store, don't be scared. They're not going to kill you. They're not going to attack you unless they put a gun to your face. But if they're not doing nothing, leave them alone. They're just trying to get something to eat and go back to their homes and spend time with their families because, you know, some black people are struggling, you know. Sometimes the brother has to take care of their little siblings because their parents are dead. Sometimes the dad is out the house and he's gone and now it's just the mom and the son or the children there and the mom doesn't have a father figure. I mean, the mom doesn't have a husband and now the boy, if it is a boy, if their kid would be a boy, they wouldn't have a father figure. And then that's what causes and leads to black boys becoming more thuggish gangsters and everything. But that's why I say don't be rude to them because you don't know what black people go through. You can't be rude to black people saying they're doing all this. You don't know what they are be going through. And I'm not speaking just for white people. I'm speaking to everybody. And I'm not saying that white people are always mean because white people are nice too. There's some white people out there who are nice as well. But I'm not calling out that race. I'm calling out everyone to tell them, listen, you can't just be doing this. You can't be prejudiced. You can't be this way to black people because black people go through too much things. And it's not just in the household. It's in life as well. But I'm going to get off that and I'm going to get back to this paragraph so I can still mention this while peacefully protesting on this episode. It is an act of the will, not an emotion, that I try to manufacture. The motive is to glorify God. The means is the power of the Spirit within. For the fruit of the Spirit is love. As I act in love toward another, I may find myself drawn more and more to him. I may see in him through Christ. Qualities that before we were hidden to me, for were hidden to me, excuse me, also, Christian love does not leave the person where it finds them. Love should help the poor man to do better. Love should help the rich man make better use of God, of his God-given resources. Love always builds up. Hatred always tears down. So, you see that right there. I mean, we'll not see it. 
because this is not a YouTube video, this is a podcast, but you heard what I just said. Love should help the rich man make better use of his God-given resources. Love should help the poor man do better. Did you know that my grandmother told me that it is illegal in some states, not every state, but it's illegal in some states to not um, to feed the homeless? It's illegal. It's shocking, isn't it? But down here in South Carolina, where I'm at, where I'm at, it's not illegal. It's legal to feed the homeless. You won't go to jail for feeding the homeless down here in South Carolina. But in some other states, it will be illegal. And that's wrong because homeless people go through so much stuff. And like back with the rich people, the rich people need to do this too. They need to have their God-given resources, which is their money, their cars, their clothes. Well, not cars. Clothes, shoes, and everything. Money. Give it to the homeless. Help the homeless out. Give them like thousands of dollars so they can get rich. And then all the poor people can be rich and they can have their own house and start up with that money. Because guess what? I know a bunch of these um, billionaires, trillionaires, probably getting like a trillion dollars. Million K. Million this, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, 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 this. Bunch of money. They'll have so many zeros, you probably can't even see all the zeros. And all that money can go to the homeless people and try to help them, you know, to get their money. And then they can start off from something. And that's what all these rich people need to start doing. I mean, I know some rich people do this, some actors, some celebrities, some famous people do these stuff, but not all of them. And especially if it's racism, too, they probably wouldn't do it neither. Help the poor people, because some poor people are black as well, you know. Black lives matter, but all lives matter, but black lives mainly matter. Moving on to the next paragraph. We only believe as much of the people as we practice. If we fail to obey the most important word, love thy neighbor as thyself, then we will... Hold up. Then we will not do any good with the lesser matters of the word. It was a glaring fault in the Pharisees that there were... Careful about the minor matters and careful about the fundamentals. Matthew 23.23 They broke the very law they thought they were defending. Mm-mm-mm. Well, since we're done with that part of this paper, I'm going to um, find the scripture, which is Matthew chapter 3. Chapter 22, I meant, verses... 37 to 39 and this is what you guys can listen to right now guys and gals right here I'm reading from the New International Version it says Jesus replied love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself all the love all the law and the prophets Hang on these two commandments. So, like again, it says, love thy neighbor like how you love thyself. But, you know, New International says, love yourself as you love someone else. But, you know, in the King James Version, it will always say, love thy neighbor as love thyself. So, again, back with love. Love everybody. Everybody needs to love everybody. No matter what the race is, no matter what the skin tone is, no matter what it is. Love each other. Love each other. Love each other. One more time. Love each other. Repeat after me. Love each other. Love each other so that we as 
Christians and as peaceful protesters and as people who haven't protested can come together and love each other as one race. Okay. There's another title. So, this is called The Judgment of God. So, this is all the judgments of what would happen if you disobey God's law. Okay, The Judgment of God, 2, 12 to 13. Every orthodox statement of faith ends with a statement about the return of Jesus Christ in the final judgment. Not all Christians agree as to the excuse me, as to the details of these future events, but the certainty of them n- none denies, nor would any deny the importance of, the final, of a final judgment. Both Jesus, John 5.24, and Paul, Romans 8.1, assured us that Christ's Christian believers will never be judged for their sins, but our works will be judged and rewarded. Romans 14.10-13, 2 Corinthians 5.9-10. Those are all the references you can check out to um, back this up with what I'm seeing. That all the scriptures back up what I'm seeing. Moving on to the next paragraph, our words will be judged. This is the next title. Note the words spoken to the two visitors in James chapter 2, verse 3. What we say to people and how we say it will come up before God. Even our careless words will be judged. Matthews twelve thirty six. Of course, the words we speak from the heart. So when God judges the word, He is examining the heart. Matthews twelve thirty four to thirty seven. Jesus emphasized caution when speaking in some of His warnings in the Sermon of the Mount. Matthews five twenty one twenty six thirty three to thirty seven seven one to five and twenty one. Through 23. So back to what it says The words we speak come from the heart So when God judges the words He is examining the heart So like how my grandmother always says And I always take this in very hard Very seriously I meant God doesn't care if you're rich He don't care if you got money He don't care if you're the nicest person on earth If you don't have a good heart for him And for people Hmm you will be judged, really judged. So that's why I always tell you podcast listeners, and I'll tell you this right now, love each other. Have a good heart. Take care of the homeless. Every time you see the homeless person, just give them $5. Give them $10. Give them how much you can give them, even if it's a dollar. Well, no, not a dollar. Try to at least give them $5 or higher. That's just what I'm just warning you podcast listeners to do. I know it might hurt to take your money out. I never felt it hurting to me because I, I love taking care of the homeless. That's another passionate thing I'm really happy about. But if you guys don't want to take the homeless, y'all don't have to take the homeless. But guess what? You can just buy food. You don't even got to pay $5 to give them higher dollars. Just give them food because sometimes they really need food to eat. And another thing is... To what God judges you. Back to the rich people. I don't care how rich you are. How much money you got. You need to have a good heart. For the Lord. A good heart for people. And you rich people need to take care of the poor people. So that God can bless you. Because God can bless you. If you actually treat people the right way you know. You can't just be sitting here doing whatever you want to do. You got to respect everybody the right way. So. 
That's all I really had to say on that part. But let me move on. Our deeds will be judged. Read Colossians 3, 22-25. Let me repeat that again. Our deeds will be judged. That's the next title for this new paragraph. Read Colossians 3, 22-25 for additional insight. So if you want to read that, you can read that and pause this um, podcast and go read that for, I guess, a quick moment or how long you want to read and understand it. Then you can come back and resume this video. So take y'all's little break if you want to and come back on this video and come back on this podcast okay it is true that God remembers our sins against us no more Jeremiah 31 34 Hebrews 10 17 but our sins affect our character and works we cannot sin lightly and serve faithfully God forgives our sins when we confess them, confess them to him, but he cannot change their consequences. Our attitude will be judged, verses 13. James contrasted two attitudes showing mercy to others and refusing to show mercy. If we have been merciful toward others, God can be merciful towards us. However, we must not twist this truth into a lie. It does not mean that we earn mercy by showing mercy, because it is impossible to earn mercy. If it is earned, it is not mercy, nor does it mean we sh- then we should be soft on sin and never judge it in the lives of others. I don't condemn anybody. A man once told me, and God won't condemn me. He wrong he was. How wrong he was, excuse me. Mercy and ju- justice both came f- come from God, excuse me. So they are not competitors where God finds repentance and faith. He is also able to show mercy where he finds rebellion and unbelief. He must administer justice. It is the heart of the sinner that determines the treatment he gets. Our Lord's parable in Matthews 18, 21-35 illustrates the truth. The parable is not illustrating salvation, but forgiveness between fellow servants. If we forgive our brothers then we have the kind of heart that is open toward the forgiveness of God. We shall be judged by the law of liberty. Why did James use this title for God's law? For one thing, when we obey God's law, it is free. It frees us from sin and enables us to walk in liberty. Psalms 119.45 Also, law prepares us for liberty. A child must be under rules and regulations because he is not mature enough to handle the decisions and demands of life. He is given outward discipline so that he might develop inward discipline and one day be free of rules. So this actually really taught me something about, you know, myself as a child being 14, almost turning 15 November. But, um, yeah, it taught me even more to improve and keep on respecting adults like how I'm doing most of the time, because, you know, as a teenager, we're still going through our little phases and stuff, so most of the time I respect them. I'm not going to say I'm perfect because I'm just a normal, flawed even being myself. So it just taught me more better to respect them and to always, you know, 
compete, respect the rules, respect what they say because they are the doubts and I'm not mature enough to handle the decisions and demands of life because the Bible strictly says that. So that gives me even more understanding and more, you know, knowledge to know that I need to just be careful of what I do, listen to my parents, take advice, take advice from any adult that I know because they're the only ones who know how to do life because I do not have the rules and regulations of life yet like how this Bible, not Bible, excuse me, this little short, you know, story said, this little paper I'm doing, a little packet, that's only like two papers. Okay, moving on to the last paragraph. Liberty does not mean license. License, doing whatever I want to do, is the worst kind of bondage. Liberty means the freedom to be all that I can be in Jesus Christ. License is confinement. Liberty is fulfillment. And one more thing. I'm sorry for not doing this podcast, listeners, but I am going to tell you the definition of outward discipline and inward discipline. So outward discipline is is negative things, being disobedient to your parents, being disobedient to God, being evil. That's outward discipline. But when it says so that he may develop an inward discipline, I'm gonna tell you meaning a few minutes, a few seconds, but um go back to outward discipline. Out, outward discipline is just, you know, being mean evil. But moving on. Let me just move on. So that he might develop inward discipline, which inward discipline means it means that that um, inward discipline means that they're most internal of all disciplines, and they are a good starting point for our discussion of the spiritual disciplines. So the four inward compare fasting and studying. So the disciplines have different types of dif- disciplines. That's what I realized. But um, you know, this mainly going to talk mainly about the inward and outward. Outward is evil. Inward is good. That's all you basically got to know. Inward is obedient. Outward is disobedient. That's what outward is. So back to the final paragraph. Finally, the word is called the law of liberty because God sees our hearts and knows that we would have done and had been and we would have been free to do so. The Christian student who obeys only because the school has rules is not really maturing. What will he do when he leaves the school? God's words can change our hearts and give us the desire to do God's will so that we obey from inward compulsion and not outward constraint, like I just said. Inward is good, outward is bad. There is one obvious message to this election. Our beliefs should, should, I can't see that thing. My grandmother printed out all funny up, you know, those little funny things I can't really see. But I'll just say this. Our beliefs, our beliefs should concoil, or whatever this word is, our behavior. I'll just, you know, let me just restart what I just said right there. And I would just say change instead of what that word was. Our beliefs should change our behavior. If we really believe that Jesus is the Son of God... Then, and that we must believe, I guess, because I don't know what happened to the rest of the thing. It just says, and that. Well, it doesn't matter, Paul Kessler's. I'm going to finish it off. If we really believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He is good, then we need to worship Him more, I guess. I'll just, you know, add my little second. But, 
but um, but to sum all this up, this is just basically talking about love and how you should love each other and discipline of what happens if you don't love each other, if you don't do what God says do as well. So this was just a wonderful thing to talk about, give you all a little life lesson and peacefully protest to all of you um, podcast listeners and to everyone. Peacefully protest so that I'm peacefully protesting so that you know, we can know about love, peacefully protesting by using love and by using scripture. That was my main objective in this podcast episode, just to mainly talk about love and how you should love each other through love and don't be racist and don't be killing people. But I'm going to go to the last part of this session, this um, episode, and you're going to get to the next part of my segment in a few seconds. So hold on a bit. Have you ever thought of making your own podcast? Well, I did, and it actually worked out great for me. I started since March 21st, 2020, and it's been doing great. I never had that much, you know, people credit. I never had that much people, you know, looking at my podcast, but guess what? It doesn't matter because I'm doing it for the Lord. But I just wanted to tell you podcast listeners that you should really try to make your own podcast if you want to. Just start fresh up with Anchor. It's a one-stop shop, you know, for making podcast stuff, podcast episodes. So if you would really like to make podcast episodes, just check up Anchor. Try to, you know, download the app. Make your dashboard, and you will do very, you'll be very successful once you done make your podcast. And also, look at my site, because I do have a site, which is my personal website and blog, that um, you can check out personally about me. And this commercial break is sponsored by Brendan Brown, personally me, and personally from the Brendan Brown's Collections of Facts and Theories website and community, which is me, again. But really, the founder of everything is God, because God helped me with all this. But this is just a commercial break, so I can't be so long. So goodbye, podcast listeners, and hope you like this next part of the transition. Okay, podcast listeners. So to recap what everything would happen all with this Black Lives thing. It all started with George Floyd. George Floyd was, well, it really didn't start until Trayvon Martin. That was the guy who actually really was the first guy who actually got shot by um, a white police officer. It was Trayvon Martin. And in 2012, of that day when he died, that's when Black Lives Matter actually started. And at the time, then, we still had former President Obama there. So, President Obama was still our president, so that's why the world wasn't as bad. But once, you know, President Trump came in the scene in 2017, things started getting worse. And to be honest, I never seen this much racism ever in my life until President Trump got elected. And, you know, as for me, knowing I have I don't have the rights to vote yet, I'm a Democrat. And any of you Republicans who do not want to listen to this, I would recommend you to leave. But any of you anti-Republicans can listen to this as well. Because I know you guys are against the Republicans because you all are anti-Republicans. And um, I really was shocked because of all this racism, all this shooting, all this killing that happened. And people have been being racist to me, too, as well. You know, I dealt with it a little bit with um, an old friend I had named Kyle. And I stopped being friends with him because he, he got manipulated by his friends. And I guess his friends just thought I was just a random black boy and they didn't want to, you know... 
be friends with me. So I guess Tyler manipulated Kyle because Kyle was, you know, mentally challenged. So, yeah. And then I also dealt with racism as of going in stores, going to places, restaurants. My family dealt with it. I dealt with it. I just never really, really dealt with this much racism until he just got elected, you know, because with Obama, there wasn't really that much racism because Obama was there as our president. And I really just don't like this because with President Trump here, we really are having so much horrible stuff happening. People are getting killed because of this man, like how people are saying and how I believe they're saying as well. People are getting killed because of this man. People are getting shot because of this man. People are being getting racist comments because of this ignorant, foolish president we have who acts like a child. And as for me being a teenager, it's a shame to, to see a teenager talking about this man and and I'm a child myself and it's a shame that a child's talking about a man who's acting like a child. Like that is just a shame and he should be ashamed of himself. Mm-mm-mm. But really that all this all started because of, you know, Trayvon Martin. But I'm just talking about mainly about twenty twenty with the Black Lives Matter. Basically, this all started in May when George Floyd got well, no, it all started with Breonna Taylor in March. Then in April or May, it started with Ahmaud Murray. After Ahmaud Murray, then in May, it went to George Floyd. So after George Floyd, people were just upset. They started rallying. Protesting. Riots happened days after that. It was just going on until June. And then once June's funeral came, after George Floyd was buried, then George Floyd was, like, forgotten and then they still brought George Floyd back once someone else, I think, had their necks on. Because after George Floyd died, so much policemen were trying to capture so many black boys. And so many policemen were trying to put necks on other black boys and black men and black women as well. And even try to shoot black women and try to scare black women. Like, it's just so horrific that this is happening. And also, you know, what just happened with Jacob Blake... Well, before Jacob Blake, the last guy we actually had that was really serious was that guy who got killed in Atlanta. And they had his funeral as well, and he died. And after it was him, then, um, well, in the middle of June, I should say, John Lewis died, which was, he was an American figure, but he always got arrested, too, for the right thing. He only peacefully protested. He never rioted. He never really hard protested. He only peacefully protested, and, and the white policeman's rally to just, you know, lock him up. And that's just bad because he's not doing nothing wrong. He's doing the right thing. He wants the life to be better. He wants everyone to get to know each other. He wants white, black, Asian, everyone to be one, to get along. And that's a good thing because I agree with John Lewis. We should peacefully protest and make good trouble. We should do good trouble. His words will never be forgotten because I will always use that in that term when it comes to Black Lives Matter. I always say we need to do good trouble. We must start good trouble. We should. We need to start good trouble. And I really am just sad that he died because I would like to get to know him more, you know, as he was alive because I never knew a lot about John Lewis till now, this year really. Never really knew about John Lewis till now. And then, you know, that Atlanta guy died before John Lewis died, we know. That Atlanta guy got shot by a policeman, but, um, 
The latest guy now is Jacob Blake, who got shot seven times in the back, and now he is paralyzed from the white policeman. Seems to be for the noise, because that's just the um, telephone. The house phone, I should say. The landline phone. Forgive me for that noise, but, um, yeah. And, um, it's just upsetting just to see this man die and to see another one of our young black men die from a white policeman or white supremacist policeman or even, heck, the Ku Klux Klan because Ku Klux Klans are so much undercover now. They don't do the white mask no more or, like, the little outfits. They don't do that. The Ku Klux Klans come out right now with just T-shirts and say they're part of the Ku Klux Klan or they're the master of the Ku Klux Klan or they're the senat of the Ku Klux Klan. Like, wow. Like, wow. They're really going to be this crazy? And I believe this will be an all-out war against white and blacks because this rivalry has been going on since slavery days. And even with mixed people, mixed people are probably like, well, this is weird because I'm mixed in. I have black and white in me. And, like, you know, it will be something because this all started since slavery as well with the mixed people. Mixed people didn't come into slavery because the white man raped the black woman. And that's how they made mixed kids. And they didn't even treat their sons right because they wanted their sons to be just a slave as well. And then some of their sons, they treated the right way as well now. And then some of them, they treated wrong. But, you know, it's just sad. Just bad. Just evil. Even when I looked at Roots in 2016, that reboot, that was just something about learning about black people and how we were treated so wrong. And in that Tarzan movie, how they treated black people so wrong. It's just a shame. But all I can say is is that we must still put in good trouble, we must still peacefully protest, and we should all love each other. And that black lives do matter. All lives should matter, but black lives mainly matter because black people go through more stuff than any other race on this planet. But that is it for today's podcast news. I'll pray out, and then I'm going to have my final recaps. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning, God. Thank you, Jesus, for having us seen another day, God. Lord Jesus, I ask you, God, to ask these podcasts and listen to this, I mean, podcast, God. Help them to listen to this and take this in, God. Help them to realize that we must make good trouble. We must support all lives, God, but we must know that mainly black lives matter, God. Help everyone to realize that we should all love each other, God. Help everyone, Jesus, to know that I'm not, I'm not being rude or nothing, God. I'm just peacefully protesting on this podcast with love and your scriptures and your Bible and the consequences of what happens if you be evil on this nation, God. Lord God, help these people to change. Help these people to be humble, God. Help the podcast listeners who are good, actually, who are listening to this, God, who are good and nice people, God. Help them to improve and help the people who are evil and mean who are listening to this podcast, God. Help them to change, God, and help them to change their lives as well, Lord. And, Lord, God, I ask Jesus as I finish this podcast and finish my prayer, God, I ask you, God, to continue to cover us under your blood and continue to help the whole world to be covered under your blood. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. But, yeah, podcast listeners. Um, that is what hap- that is what is happening in this world, and this has really got to stop. But all we can do is pray, and um, <sighs> I just think that's it. But um, yeah.
I'm trying to wait till this thing gets to 10 minutes so I can have a full 10 minutes to finish this. But my next podcast episode might be on Chapter 4, Book of Roof, but I don't know because it is postponed because of Black Lives situation, the situation that happened last night. So I might make more episodes just like this, but we don't know. You'll just have to wait and tune in. Have a blessed day, podcast listeners, and see you all next time.